Hello and welcome to How About Them Huskers. My name is Will Nutter Francesco, and I am joined, as always, by my grandpa, Husker Dan, from Husker Max in the beautiful city of Omaha, Nebraska. Grandpa, how are you this fine January afternoon? <laughs> you have on the day on, off. Uh, you should, King day. Yeah, you should be just loving this thing to pieces. Yeah, of course, you were up. You had a little uh, event uh, over the weekend that you that kind of – you didn't get to see the NFL uh, playoff games? I watched the ones yesterday. We got back at 1130 from Estes Park yesterday. Oh, okay. Leadership camp thing that we had up in the mountains. Um, but I, so I didn't get to see the Jaguars Chargers game, which was insane. Apparently. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I, yeah. I watched, I watched the highlights, but still like you, you, you don't get to watch that game back. I mean, it's, it's kind of pointless now. That I know the score. It's not, as, it's not as fun, but um, yeah. What a, what a crazy weekend of NFL football. The games yesterday yeah. were great. Um, the games day before that were great. We only really had one blowout with the 49ers and Seahawks. But, uh, yeah, yeah, it's been a good weekend of football. I mean, it's sad that college football is now over. Um, it, do you want to talk – I know we don't have it on our um, list. Maybe we can tack this onto the upfront news thing because it doesn't really need that much time on the national championship game from last week because that was – we kind of left with a preview. Um, and yeah. just what – we can get started with that. What were your general thoughts on that game? Uh Two things. Number one, there aren't 50-some point differences between those two teams. I think you yeah. had Georgia coming in feeling that they didn't play their best the week before against Ohio State, and they almost lost that game. And uh, they were they were ready, you know, uh, they, they were ready for bear. And uh, and they the key to the game was just getting into uh, uh, Max. Uh, What's his last name? Max Duggan. Yeah, Max Duggan. Uh, getting into, they just made his life miserable, and they knew that he was the straw that stirred the drink. And uh, it was unfortunate. I was, I thought it would be a closer game. You and I both picked Georgia to win, which wasn't all that, you know, right, right going on the limb. But I, I thought that maybe, I thought maybe that uh, that TCU would give him a better game. What would what what you yeah. think? Yeah, I think we both picked TCU to cover the point spread, which was 14 and a half. I mean, it doesn't really, really matter. You're not going to get a 60, uh, 60 point point spread for a championship game. But it was just a matter of um, Kirby Smart talked about. They interviewed him right before kickoff, and he was like, "Oh, what's what's going on tonight, coach? Like, what did you tell him before?" And he was like, "We want to hunt tonight," which is a good mo- like we we our, our soccer coach talked about that um, during during the soccer season of like no matter how good you are, you still have to haunt everyone. Cause as soon as you start getting complacent, then that's when you have problems. And I think, I think if Georgia beats Ohio state by more than by, if, if Georgia plays better against Ohio state, this game is better because Georgia's not trying to prove some point when you give a whole group of guys, like when you give a whole football team and especially this Georgia team, a reason that people will doubt them, Right, they're just going to come back and smack that in the face. It's in, like Stetson Bennett's been doubted his entire career, yeah, and he's now won two back-to-back national championships, and I assume will be the first quarterback taken in the draft. Rightly so, um, he has a huge amount of drive. I know I said I'd take Max Duggan when you asked me two episodes ago uh, about that, Grandpa. But I mean, I I would really take either. I just picked Max Duggan at the time just because seeing him in that Michigan game, but. Uh, now, now looking at this, I'd probably go with Stetson Bennett, but I'd be happy if I got Max Duggan. I don't, I don't know how this, how, we'll see how this works out in the NFL draft in April, but it's, it's really unfortunate for the, for how good those semifinal games were. It's been so hard for college football to have two good semifinal games for the entirety of this, 
this yeah. version of the college football playoff. I know they're, yep. they're in two seasons are going to expand to the 12 team format, which I think will be so much better. I'm very excited for that. I think you fix this problem that just happened with a TCU team that I'm not saying doesn't deserve to be in there, but Michigan, Georgia would have been a far better national championship game because Michigan just played badly against TCU. And you can't have, uh, if we have the 12 team format, TCU still has to play one more game before they even get into the national championship game or two more games. I don't know how it will work. Um, specifically, I forget, but um, it, it just was really unfortunate that it ended the way it did for TCU, but they have a lot to build on next year. Uh, unfortunately, Max Duggan's leaving. I think Quentin Johnson's leaving and Keandre Miller, so like their top three offensive guys are leaving. Uh, I'm not entirely... Keandre Miller was also not ready to go in this game, and uh, DeMarcado, their backup running back, didn't have a super great game. Georgia kind of shut down the run, and TCU kind of needed to run at certain points in that game and just couldn't. They had one... The one touchdown that TCU had came off of a long uh, 50-, 60-yard pass play um, from Max Duggan in the first quarter, and it was on a blown coverage assignment yeah. by Georgia, and then they fixed it, and TCU couldn't do anything. <clears throat> and Max Duggan just – he kept trying to he, – he tried to be the hero a little bit too much, I think. I, I know that I, that's not a thing that I would usually paint on him. I'm not painting this game on him at all. The defense let it get out of hand, but it just was a m- mismatch, and Georgia yeah. just showed why Big 12 teams have not succeeded in winning national championships in the past 10 years. It's just not it's, – it's nearly impossible for them to because of the level of conference. Your conference matters so much now in this 14 playoff format because of how hard your regular season schedule is if you're playing in the SEC versus the Big 12. But TCU is a good team, but in, in, I'm sure that they'll be happy that they made it to the national championship game, but you want to get that next step and win. Um, they, they, did, they, now, they still have the longest streak of – uh, going without a national championship, they have not won one since 1938, I believe, since right. Sammy Baugh was yeah. their quarterback. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, you we'll, know, you know, hopefully, hopefully that ends soon. But you know, something that is is uh, and old time Husker fans will know this. After the '95 season, Nebraska just trashed uh, Florida, uh, 68 to or no, 60, 63 to 28 or something. I forget this. Yeah. But the game was not that close. It was it was just a disaster for Florida. And guess what happened the next year? Florida wins the national championship. Nebraska yeah. plays two years later. They play uh, Tennessee, and Nebraska pretty much destroyed Peyton Manning and and the Tennessee Volunteers. Yeah. Yes. Guess what <laughs> happened the next year? Tennessee wins the national mm-hmm. championship. So you. We just and it, when this day and age of transfer portal, man, you just don't know who you're going to lose, and you don't know who you're going to get. Yep, so, exactly. And a lot of a lot of players are transferring to TCU after what they've seen from this. There's been so there's been a bunch of SEC guys that have gone to. There've been I think there've been three Alabama guys total that have transferred really? to TCU now. Um, it's they're bringing in a lot. This helped them so much. Where I think that even though they lose Max Duggan, you lose all these guys. Uh, TCU's quarterback who started the season as a starter before he got injured, before Max Duggan took over and never really relinquished the job, he is transferring out, so they will need to find someone at quarterback. But this TCU team could still be really good next year. Uh, I think this TCU team is going to win the Big 12 title next year. That's, I mean, that's way too early to say that just based off Oklahoma having a really down year this year and that kind of stuff. But I think this TCU team has returns enough guys and has the potential to get enough guys from these big schools like Alabama, like Ohio State, those SEC Big Ten powers over the transfer portal that they can win this Big 12 championship, but we'll, we'll have to see. Um, 
Anything else you got to say about that game, Grandpa? And I no. turned it off after the third no. quarter. When did yeah. you turn it off? <laughs> Jeez, it was terrible. Uh, we had some good news on Husker uh, with Husker football. Tristan Alvano, the kid you and I got to see uh, uh, help win the uh, the state title for Omaha Westside. He was just named uh, Max Prep First Team All American. Yeah, I saw that. He's yeah, coming to Nebraska, man. That, that's that is just really really cool. And then yeah, uh, only kid from Nebraska on the first or second team All American. Is that right? I thought I, I didn't I didn't get a chance to look at the third team. I don't know if they went as far as third team, but he's the only Nebraska kid uh, on the first Max Preps for Max Preps first team All American. All the other kids are from like Louisiana, Texas, California, Florida, which are just high school football powerhouses. So that's really great to see him yeah. on there as the kick. I mean, you don't get a kicker as good as this kid, and I mean when when you see he's the best in the country. And no one had even offered him until Nebraska yeah, offered him. That just crazy. shows how much of a premium, or sorry, the lack of a premium that are, is placed on kickers when recruiting. And I think Nebraska's got a pretty special one right there. So uh, we'll we'll have to see. Also, uh, we won't get into it too, too much today because I think next week we're going to talk about the uh, the new coaches that filled yes, we'll out. We'll Actually, the dive on the coaching staff of Matt. Rule, yeah. New one. Um, so uh, we've got Marcus Satterfield, who is the offensive coordinator, Tony White, defensive coordinator, Donovan Riola, who is staying on as the O-line coach, Ed Barthel, running backs, uh, Terrence Knighton, D-line, Ed Foley. Um, he's doing special teams. Evan Cooper, who's going to coach DBs. Bob Wager, tight end. Garrett McGuire, who is 23 years old. Yeah, we talked about him 24 next month. And then Rob Dvoracek, he's going to do linebackers. So we'll get into that, more of that next week. But, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm glad to see. And and Matt couldn't complete that, his his uh, staff, until those other guys, the, the season was over for the Carolina Panthers because they were still on staff there. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. So. And I mean, Garrett McGuire is going to be very interesting. We'll talk about all those guys next week that you say, but it's good that he's got the staff complete. Yeah. Um, and we're ready to go for the, for the next uh, era of Nebraska football under Matt rule. And uh, hopefully it goes better. So um, yeah. So we want to do a little bit of catch up with men's and women's basketball. This, we don't want to take too long about this. The men's team, uh, you got two of their key players got injured, which is just really unfortunate because it looked like Nebraska, like Nebraska hangs in there with Purdue uh, during overtime. Um, and then ends up losing that game, but then they beat a Minnesota team that's good. Like you have all the, you have this little bit of potential, and then uh, Juwan Gary, Gary, and uh, Sam Griesel are. Juwan Gary might be out for the year, which is right. a problem. Right. He's a forward for them, and then uh, Sam Griesel, who scored a bunch of points for Nebraska, has been their top scorer, I believe. Um, is will miss some games for them as well, which is just really unfortunate. They are currently. Uh, what's the right? They're nine and nine, so not terrible. But you lose to Colorado, and then in in Big Ten play, uh, they. Oh, I mean, you you beat Creighton, then you lose to number fourteen Indiana, then you almost beat number four, um, Purdue, and then, and then you beat an Iowa team, hold them to a, a lot of points, and then you lose to Michigan State by a little bit, and then they beat Minnesota in overtime, and then they've and then Illinois and Purdue and number and they just lost to Purdue uh, on Friday by almost 20 yeah, and yeah. that Purdue team almost just lost to Michigan state uh, today. Right. Um, so, I mean, I, I don't know this, this Nebraska team, I don't think they're going to get out of whatever spiral they're in. It's not going to be a good year for the men's team. Um, what do you have to say about them, grandpa? Yeah, it's just, they're so thin. They don't have much depth and then losing 
uh, uh, losing a couple of players. It's it's just it couldn't come at a worse time. I, I feel for Fred Hoiberg. He seems to have some uh, recipe for playing defense. And if you watch the the team play, man, the, they really have one star. Um, and, you know, and, and, and to try to compete and win uh, in the Big Ten, it's just it's just really, really tough. I, I don't I don't yeah. see I don't see they're getting out of this tailspin. And I, I want I want Freddie to stay on as the coach. But I just I just don't know. I don't know. This is his fifth year, fourth year. Yeah, somewhere around there, I think, if yeah. specifically. But, yeah, it just really unfortunate. But you want to see – like, after last year, they just were terrible. And we're like, okay, well, maybe they might be a little bit better this year. And it looked like it might be uh, going up and up for them, but it ended up not happening. Um, on, the, hey. on, the, on the women's side, uh, they are 11-7. and seven. I think they're projected – I haven't checked the uh, bracketology in a bit, but they have it for, like – they have it every single week after all the games or whatever they posted at some point, but um, Nebraska, the women's teams had a real tough time on the road. They, they rely on their home crowd a lot. Only two losses at home compared to five on the road. They're 11 and seven overall. I already said that, but um, most recently we were talking about, I think when we talked about these teams last uh, Nebraska just beaten number 20 Kansas in triple overtime and was playing Indiana uh, while we were recording and they ended up losing that game. 74, to 62, not scoring a single point in overtime after having right. a lead. Uh, yeah. And so that, that's a big problem. And then they laid an absolute egg against a not great Rutgers team and only scored 45 uh, on a week, about a week later after that Indiana game. Indiana is really good. They were number four at the time. I forget what they are now. I haven't, I haven't looked at the standings. And then uh, they get a rebound win against Penn, Penn State. Uh, it just absolutely clobbered them by 29, 80 to 51. And there was a shot in this game where uh, I forget who it was from Nebraska, but it was all over ESPN. It was like a sports center top. Oh yeah. Center. Yeah. Um, she just <laughs> flips it. I think it was at the end of the game or end of the third quarter, just fl- like just dribbling. I think it was at the end of the game. Cause this game was 77 51 Nebraska just dribbling the ball out. Um, she just flicks it up one handed from about half court. Not even like, it didn't even look like she was trying to have it go. And it just swish. And then that was the end of the game. It was insane. <laughs> it was the craziest basketball shot I've ever seen. Um, until a few nights ago when, uh, in a men's game, I forget who it was. Um, someone, uh, it, a player for Oregon, I think this might've been against Arizona, uh, was at half court trying to, uh, give a lob for an alley-oop. And so it was just like a straight line. He missed the guy who, for the alley-oop, but it, the, it switched. So it was a three. Oh, it was, wow. it was great. It was I didn't insane. See that. So, I didn't yeah, see that. uh, it's, it's really crazy. If you haven't seen it, I would recommend going on ESPN. I wonder if it's still on there, but anyway, uh, and then. They most recently Nebraska two days ago lost to number three Ohio State by nine, so that is a large improvement from not scoring a single point in overtime against number four Indiana. Uh, but I don't know. We'll have to see. Nebraska's got Purdue, um, who in coming up here in two days uh, on on the 18th, and then they play number nine Maryland, number 12 Iowa with Caitlin Clark, who is just absolutely destroying the Big Ten this year. Uh, and then it's kind of home free until the Big Ten tournament. Well, not home free. These teams are good. Uh, well, they they do play Iowa again and Michigan again. I should I should say that. 
um, after after that. But we'll we'll have to see how this goes. Uh, that Maryland and Iowa game is going to be really important. Nebraska is going to need to probably go pretty far in the Big Ten tournament, I would guess, just based off the rest of their schedule and how they've been performing to make the to to have a high seed in the uh, NCAA tournament this year. The men's team's not making the NCAA tournament. We can say that right now. But, uh, yeah, what are your thoughts on this women's program real quick, Grandpa? Yeah, I, uh, they had uh, – they, they lost uh, a really key player. But they also have uh, Sam Hybe back that they weren't expecting to get her. And then uh, we've been talking about Maggie Mendelson, that she is, you know, she's working herself back into the lineup. But yeah. she, she didn't have her basketball legs on just yet and, and probably will – you know, probably come around here pretty soon. But she's she's a great player, and she just needs to get back into, uh, you know, a basketball set of mind. Yeah, for sure, for sure, definitely. So we'll have to see how they turn out. Uh, we'll we'll give an update on them probably in a few weeks here. I don't know. Uh, we, we got some stuff scheduled. As we said, we got the coaches thing next week, and we'll talk about what we have for the a couple weeks after that. But um, if you don't have anything else on basketball, this is our – uh, one year we the podcast is one year old, not of uh, as of today, as of the national championship day Monday. But seeing as I have school during the week, and this is the only time we're able to record, um, it is a week late, which I feel like is kind of fitting, uh, for the podcast. So we're not always not always on time, but that's that's okay. Uh, it's been a it's been a year since we've started this podcast. We can't thank you guys enough for listening, uh, for the entire year, uh, and and we hope you've enjoyed as much as we have. I've loved getting to do this with Grandpa. It's just fun to kind of it's as a as a sports fan, it's always fun when you get to have a outlet where you can vent your frustration or be excited with someone together, and that's basically what this is. Uh, we hope that you guys can share in that a little bit, where you just uh, are able to. Hopefully, you're not yelling at the phone um, in frustration or whatever. Hopefully, you do that on the Saturday. Uh, well, Nebraska's losing, <laughs> but um, yeah, what do you what what's been? I mean, we we've had there's been so much. What, where do you want to start, Grandpa? Well, I, I just was thinking about what surprises you might have and what surprises I might have. I, I think the surprise a little bit was, for me, that we never ran out of things to talk about. And you'd say, yeah. well, we talk mainly about Husker football. Well, you know, we, we, we get involved in all the sports, probably not as in-depth as we do with football. But yeah. the beat, and and then the list of guests that we had, I didn't anticipate that we would have that many. I don't, I don't didn't add those things up, but we had maybe a dozen, something like that. Um, and they were and they were great, but but uh, we saw a lot in in this this really trans transitional year, if you will. You know, mm-hmm. with the coaching yeah. change and all that. So, what what were you what surprised you the most? I'm surprised people actually listen. <laughs> 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 I mean, we just like you and I talked about. It, we were like, "Oh, let's just like, what if we did a podcast?" And it was kind of like, "Oh, what should we call it?" Oh, how about how about them Huskers? That's kind of funny. And then we actually named it that, and they're like, "Oh, this is actually happening." <laughs> and uh, our, fir- our first episode, I went back and listened to that. Grandpa's on the phone. Uh, yeah. I had no clue about um, how terrible it sounded. So <laughs> we we thank you guys for uh, sticking with us through through everything and. Um, we hope that you're going to enjoy whatever's coming up next. But for me, I mean, I agree with you too. I, I'm surprised that we had so much to talk about. I mean, as, as you said, we dip, we dip in, uh, into all the Nebraska sports at some point, not golf or archery and bowling, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Maybe, maybe we did talk about bowling at one point. I forget. Uh, but anyway, but 
we'll talk about basketball, that kind of stuff a little bit, but it's mainly football. So I was like, okay, well, during the off season, how are we supposed to figure this out? And we effectively started the podcast, not effectively, we did start the podcast, well, I guess one year and one week ago from today, the 16th of January. And it's just been, okay, now we're back at the beginning. And I'm like, oh, how am we going to fit in everything that we want to talk about this summer? Yeah. Like, there's so much to talk about. So, and then so much that we've seen as well. We've seen three head coaches, uh, Frost, Mickey Joseph is the interim head coach. And then now we have Matt Rule. Uh, we haven't seen him play yet, but we've, we, and then we've seen 12 Nebraska games, eight of them, unfortunately losses, but we have the Iowa game that we've talked about. Yeah. Uh, we've had three different staffs with Frost, Joseph and Rule. I mean, Mickey Joseph didn't really have his own staff cause he was an interim, but you have Eric Schneider getting fired and Mickey Joseph kind of reshuffling that staff. Um, it's just been like a crazy year for Nebraska football, and uh, I'm glad that we started the podcast this year because it's been we've had a lot to talk about, a lot to discuss. But um, yeah, and as you said, we've interviewed some great people. I, I want to give them a shout out if I can. But yeah, um, during the season, we had we got to talk to Clayton Anderson, uh, who is an astronaut and also a uh, avid uh, Nebraska football fan. Uh, he he, the thing that was cool with him, uh, he compared. Uh, the way that NASA works and that kind of teamwork within spatial teams into we were asking him about uh, coaching changes and that kind of stuff because that was the bye week after jo- uh, I think it was two weeks after Scott Frost had got fired. Mickey Joseph yeah. was the new interim head coach. And it was really interesting to hear him uh, compare the two because I would have never thought that you would have been able to do that. And I thought he did it really well. Uh, Johnny Rogers, we had him on. Uh, interviewed him in his car yeah he was yeah he was in his car driving back from something yeah and um that was that was a ton of fun he had a lot of stories about nebraska football just a uh, really interesting guy to talk to a really great player Uh, only heisman that we've interviewed so far we're trying to figure out if we can get eric crouch on at some point he's expressed some interest so maybe we'll have two um and uh we'll figure i I don't i don't know about mike rogier but uh and then our first one of course jordan westerkamp uh that that is probably great yeah, that was probably if I had to pick a favorite interview, it'd probably be that one. I know if ever all these other ones were great, but Jordan, uh, just really great guy. Uh, we're hoping to actually have him back on. So next week, as I said, we're going to be talking about the coaching staff and getting deep into that, and that one's going to be a little bit more technical. And then we're gonna, I'm gonna uh, text Jordan after. Uh, we finish recording here and see if he's available for two weeks from now and just have him back on and get him. Now it's less of, okay, we're interviewing Jordan Westerkamp at, and, and we're going to see what we can do with, okay, here, what's Jordan Westerkamp's take, Jordan Westerkamp's take on all these things, being a football yeah. player and just uh, yeah. being knowledgeable about the game. And we just had a ton of fun with him. So uh, we'll, we'll see if he can get back on. And then we also had Rush Hochstein. Uh, am I pronouncing it? Hochstein? Hochstein. 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 Okay. Yeah. I know we messed it up a few times yeah. when we were recording. I uh, said <laughs> I wrote it out, you know, phonetically. Hochstein. Yeah. And then you said, Hochstein. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we had him over there. Uh, uh, and that was a lot of fun. He talked about the, being in the NFL a little bit. And uh, Nebraska went connections went a couple that. Super Bowls. Yeah, he talked about that as well. Um, and then we talked to Randy Borg. Uh, it was very interesting to talk about um, the uh, – we talked about the uh, Bob Devaney era of Nebraska football with him, I believe. Yeah. Um, and then we talked to Tom Banderas. I believe he was our second interviewee or third, I forget. Uh, we talked about him, about uh, his record for Nebraska, his touchdown catch. Was it touchdown catches or yards? I forget he's which one. tied like about a five, six-way tie for – 
number of touchdown passes caught in a game. He has three. Johnny Rogers has three. Frosty Anderson. Frosty Anderson is going to be another one we, we're going to interview. He's uh, he's a great guy. And uh, those guys just have so many stories about, yeah. you know, obviously they have, they're opinionated about what's going on with the program now, but they can tell you about <clears throat> Tom Osborne and, and Bob Devaney. And, and uh, I find those guys just to be fascinating. Yeah, and, and that's the cool thing about Nebraska football, and that's why I love doing this podcast, just seeing how many people are like – like we interviewed Clayton Anderson, who is from Nebraska. I mean, you don't have a choice. You have to be a Nebraska football fan, but he's an astronaut. never played football, and he still cares so much about the team. It's just like – it's crazy to me that these guys it, – well, it's not crazy. It makes sense, but like they just care about this team so much, and they're so opinionated about it, and I just love it. Um, and we also talked to Bill Williams to give him a shout out. We talked to him. Uh, that was kind of a less on brand episode. We just talked to him about his uh, uh, remembering the fallen uh, yep. memorials that he puts up and all that. And that was really interesting to talk to him about some of the stories he has from that. Uh, we talked to Mike Babcock, who uh, is the only one of these guys I think I've actually met in person and talked to, uh, which is kind of cool. He's a writer for Hill Varsity. We had a lot of great stories with him uh, and really good time with him. And I got to meet him at the Hale Varsity Club at some point this summer in April, I think. I forget when. But anyway, it was really cool. Nice to meet him. Great guy. Uh, great writer. Uh, we talked to Cole Pensick. That was a lot of fun. He was Him and Jordan Westerkamp are the two most recent, got by a long shot, the two most recent Husker players that we've talked to. They just a, a, a ton of fun. Cole's a great guy, super nice. And then, uh, of course, David Max. Uh, just really interesting to talk to about uh, – founding of Husker Max and all that kind of stuff. And then uh, his thoughts on some of the uh, football stuff, but it was mainly uh, creating this Husker Max organization, which has done so much for, for Nebraska fans. I I read articles on there a lot uh, in in research for this podcast. And I've used the fanalytics stuff. He was talking about that. Uh, I've looked at that. That's really cool. Really neat that he started incorporating that, but uh, yeah. What do you, anything you want to say about these? uh, We had, we had Byron Bennett. Oh, right. Uh, Exactly. Byron Bennett too. That that was Um, kind of a surprise. He wrote me because I think I was, I wrote something about uh, father, son um, players who have played at Nebraska and, uh, and then he told me about his son, Lake, who is a quarterback and actually a star baseball player down in the state of Texas. So we had a really nice conversation with him. He uh, Byron uh, coaches high school football down in somewhere in Texas. I forget uh, where that is, uh, what what school it is. I think it's down by Houston or De- no, it's closer to Dallas. Uh, I'll have to get a hold of Byron. But that was that was really fun. And, and I think to do do the interviews correctly, you need to do prep work for them. And, yeah. you know, you you weren't born when a lot of these players played in the games that they would talk about, but you did your homework. And I think we got through the interviews really, really well. I think I think they respected us because we did our homework. Yeah, definitely. We'd love, so. we'd love to have any of these guys back on, and I hope we get Jordan back on in two weeks here. I'm a, a very excited for the prospect of that working out. Well, I mean, if we don't get Jordan back on in two weeks, we'll get him on at some point again. Yeah, um, that right. was that was great, And I, but I'd love to have any of these guys back on. And then uh, also we got some other guys coming up that we're going to try to see if we can get in contact with. Eric Crouch, as I said, Larry the Cable Guy, which would be – that would be a lot of fun if we could get him on. He's a, he's a, <laughs> he's a huge Nebraska fan, also just a really funny guy in general. Um, which is yeah. explain why he'd be a comedian. Uh, Tom Osborne, which would be really cool. I'm sure he has a ton of stories. You've met him, talked to him before, yeah. Grandpa, for your salute the troops thing. 
Uh, Josh Banderas, a son of Tom Banderas, who uh, we'd have to get him sooner rather than later because he plays for the Philadelphia Stars in the USFL, and they start their season in April or something, I believe. Yeah, I, I just texted him. I just texted him yesterday, and he said that he would be leaving in March. So I said, okay. well, well, we'll get you before you get you before you leave. Okay, and then we also have Jay Moore, uh, who does he covers Nebraska uh, football for? I forget who he covers it for. Is well, he's on Big Red Wrap Up each, uh, okay, each week. Yeah, Jay Moore was a defensive end for the Huskers. Terry Keneally, uh, we just we tried to get him on last year, and it just our, between our schedules and his just didn't work out. But I I think we can get Mike Rozier and Greg Pruitt. Uh, he is not a Husker, and again, if old time Husker fans know Greg Pruitt was uh he's the guy that almost uh tackled Johnny Rogers on his 72 yard punt return in the <clears throat> game of the century thank goodness that he didn't tackle him <laughs> <laughs> you know so Greg was a great running back at at uh, Oklahoma and then went on with the Cleveland Browns to be a great player so yeah, yeah, so I, we got we got all that coming up. We could have, but I mean, by the end of this next year, we could have interviewed all three Heisman winners yeah, from Nebraska, which would just be so. great. Uh, that would, that would be crazy. That'd be something that I would not forget for a long time, and I'm sure uh, people would love to listen to. I think Johnny Rogers' episode was our most highly downloaded um, one at the time that it was released, or whatever. I mean, it's Johnny, it, you just put Johnny Rogers and Husker fans like, oh, I want to listen yeah. to that. Like, yeah. that's 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 great. Um, and and shout out to all those guys that. Uh, made time to interview to, to be interviewed on the podcast and, and let us interview them. It's just a huge honor for us. Um, and I'm honestly, I'm just looking forward to see what this next year for Nebraska football is going to bring. We got a lot, a lot to figure out here for, for Nebraska and a lot to see and a lot, a lot of unknowns. So uh, what are you, what are you most excited about for this upcoming year here? Uh, Grandpa? Well, you know, you and I've talked about this. You can't get much worse that's true. <laughs> the, only, the only way is up. I mean, this program, I, I've maintained that you, somebody, a, a coach would have to come in here and go out of his way to win only three or four games at, at a program like Nebraska's. You'd have to make it a, your your task every day. No, we got to, we have to, we're going to lose more games than we win and, uh, and make a, you know, goal of that because it is crazy. This, this program has is sunk to depths that we never imagined that it could have. Yeah, and if we can get have another uh, podcast based on the origins origins of that, but it's uh, it's pretty uh, pretty sad story, and, and several key people made some very very bad decisions, and uh, and I, I I feel sorry for so, for the Husker fans. What other team do you know of? Who would come out and support a team that has, uh, you know, six losing season? They know they're going to have a, a, this. This last season is going to be losing. You know, you come down there to the last few games of the year. You know that this is going to be a losing record, losing season again, and they still show up. And it is, it's it's amazing. Uh, the Husker fans are unlike any on the planet, I believe. Yeah, I don't. I, I, we talked about that before. I there is no. I I do not understand the logic behind it. As a Nebraska fan, I can't even pretend to under. Like I I would go to the game if given a chance. But you give me four and eight, I'm still going. Like I cannot explain that, and I in it and I feel that <laughs> I can't explain it. I don't understand. It doesn't make sense to me. It just is like okay, I'm gonna go to this game. I don't care what you could be zero and twelve. I'm going to your game. It's yeah. just that bond. There's. 
Nebraska fans, I think, are out of all college football fans, are the probably I might be a little bit biased in saying this, and if you're not a Nebraska fan listening to this, uh, first of all, what are you doing? This isn't about your team. Second of all, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you're gonna get mad at me for saying this. Um, but no, just kidding. We love we love anyone listening to this. So, uh, but anyway, uh, I. I think the Nebraska fans are the most committed and the greatest fans in all of college sports and all of college athletics, uh, Nebraska football fans, I should say uh, basketball. I mean, you're getting up there. Nebraska volleyball fans are pretty committed, but uh, we haven't really been bad lately. So uh, we'll see what happens there. But John Cook's been uh, building something there that probably is going to rival the Nebraska football program in terms to uh, fan commitment, but then you get spillover fans. So anyway, but it's just been an absolute blessing to, uh, do this podcast with you grandpa and talk to these guys and just get into um, some Husker lore, Husker history and talk with these guys about what it was like to actually be there during certain plays, certain games, that kind of stuff. Uh, and, you know, I, I, history. I was, I was thinking the other day that you and I, either when I would go out to Fort Collins or you'd come here to Omaha, we, you and I would play football in the backyard. Yeah. We, had, we had maybe a dozen plays. Remember that? Yeah. yeah. You, you were, I was always a quarterback because I didn't want to have to run to catch yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so I'd say, you know, whatever the play was. And then I'd say on two, on two. And we clap and then down, ready, set, hut, zoom, you take off. I said, well, it's on two. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Come back. That was so fun. That was, yeah. you're just yeah. a little kid, just a little guy. Mm-hmm. And you ran, and we play catch in the backyard. We, I don't know. I thought my arm was going to drop off. <laughs> Still play well, catch. Well, this is this this podcast is now a replacement for that. Now you don't have to worry about. It. Now you can rest your arms on a table, and we get to talk about it. But that's, I mean, that's basically what this podcast is. And when you and I were talking about uh, what we want it to be like, and it's just uh, we want it to sh- show the connection of like generations of that's how like Nebraska fandom is generational. Like my right. kids are going to be Nebraska fans. Their kids are hopefully going to be Nebraska fans of, I mean, I don't know, unless I have, a, I don't know. Hopefully my kids are Nebraska fans or at least care a little bit about Nebraska. Um, they might not be as big as they might not have Nebraska flags on their car. Like I do, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> might not be that big, but uh, it's just generational. And we, in, uh, we hope that we, maybe we have some, grandson grandson grandfather father son or just just some generational people listening to this podcast and uh, hope that we remind them of their relationship with uh, someone that passed on nebraska fandom to them or uh whatever but just all the some of the stories we've told about me sitting on grandpa's lap uh, with what happened grandpa all that kind yeah, of stuff uh, that was going to be the the title of this of this of our podcast remember that that was oh yeah that's true that yeah what happened, <laughs> what happened? yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm glad we landed on how about the muskers but that would have yeah, been yeah, a pretty yeah. good title as well uh but it just it's just been a, a true blessing and a lot of fun so we can't thank you guys enough for listening every single week and uh, downloading and sharing it with your friends. It's it's grown so much, and we hope that it grows more. We're, as I said, going to try to figure or not we, because Grandpa doesn't know how to work technology super great. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, I'm going to try to figure out some YouTube uh, and some Twitter stuff and social media so you guys can interact with us more. 
um, and we'll come up with an official name for our supporters group or something. I don't know. We got to talk about it, but uh, it, I'm really excited for this next year. And uh, I, ho- I hope you are as well, grandpa. So anything yeah. else you got to say before we sign off? No. One tell year your friends. One, yeah. Tell, right. Uh, one year forgetting, tell your friends, tell your enemies at the end of the podcast. That's what it's been. <laughs> um, but yes, tell everyone, tell everyone about the podcast. Uh, and we're looking forward to a great next year uh, and hopefully a winning season. Uh, but it doesn't matter. We know that Husker fans will just always be committed to their team no matter what. So we will talk to you guys next week with an in-depth look into Matt Rule's new coaching staff and hopefully with a guarantee uh, or something along those lines of a Jordan Westerkamp interview coming up in the, the recent in the in the coming up in the weeks uh, previous to I don't know. I'm you think for being a podcaster I know how to form sentences well, but apparently no. <laughs> so <laughs> we'll we'll leave it at that. Go big red, and we will be back. <laughs>